Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I pray and hope that you had a blessed uh, holiday season with your family and your friends. And I'm just so looking forward to 2023, as with every year, because we know that as we go into the new year, that God is with us, God is for us, and he's doing great and mighty things. Well, this is episode number 76 I'm so very honored and just delighted and excited to have a special guest uh, with me on today. You know, the thing about being a part of the kingdom is you have old friends and then you make new friends. And when you connect with new people, it's always great. And I just always thank God for the connections. I haven't formally met um, this guest, but by way of social media. And so um, I wanted to have him on as a guest today to share his personal powerful testimony of healing. Uh, He is a man of God, first of all. He's an author, a speaker, a husband, and a father. I want you to welcome to this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast for the very first time, Brother Ken Chin. Did I say the last name right? You did, Paula. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure to be with you and your audience today. Well, thank you so much. I'm so very glad to have you be a part. You know, the Bible says that in Revelation 12, 11, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so, mm-hmm. you know, God wants us to share our testimony of what it is that he has done for us. And so I want to just start, as always, with a guest that comes on for the first time by sharing uh, your personal testimony of salvation with the listeners, if you would, Brother Ken. Yes, for sure. Sure. That's the most important thing in coming to know Jesus. But so I was raised in a Christian family. I uh, grew up going to church, going to, uh, you know, um, Sunday morning service, Wednesday morning service. I had an aunt and an uncle who actually, uh, uh, you know, recorded gospel songs, albums, the big vinyl albums back in the day. So all of that, uh, strong, you know, great family. But as I began to get into uh, high school, um, you know, I uh, began to turn away from God and um, started experimenting with doing drugs and drinking and the party lifestyle, I guess, the things that go with that. And and that kind of led me uh, down a dark path for a period of time. But uh, I was like the prodigal son. I came to my senses one day and I said, man, this is just not not it. And uh, I just really repented and uh, really uh, put that was really my faith then it wasn't my family's faith my aunt my uncle my mama's uh, even though they were great people of faith and thank god for them 
but it was really a true spiritual uh, experience for me of, you know, letting Christ come into my heart, um, the Holy Spirit being born again. And uh, that's, that was, that's kind of my salvation story in a nutshell there. And God is good. I lo always love to hear people's testimonies because you never know what a person has been through just by looking at them. And you know, sometimes it happens that, you know, kids grow up in church, then they turn away, but they always come back because the seed of the word of God is incorruptible. And it doesn't yeah. matter how much mess you try to get in, you're not going to fit because just like the Bible says that to train up a child in the way he should go when he's old, he will not depart from it. So God has a way of just pulling us back and getting us back on course. So yeah. I want the, the biggest thing that, well, that that's awesome. Always, you know, like you said, your testimony. But something happened to you that was very miraculous and very powerful uh, that happened to you where you were sick with COVID, COVID-19. And so I want you to share with the audience this powerful testimony of how God miraculously healed you of this um, virus, this sickness. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> December uh, 2021, uh, I was out at the ranch just tossing around 60-pound bags of concrete, just you know, I don't take any medications, very strong. Um, and we have a tradition. We go to my brother's uh, house for Christmas, Christmas Eve festivities. And I began to feel sick. Mm. As soon as I got up from eating, I was having cold chills, sweats, wiping perspiration off my forehead. So I stuck it out and made it through the night went home straight to bed uh and i was really stubborn paula and i should have gone to the doctor right then and there but i waited four four days it was december 28th before i actually went to the doctor and uh sure enough when i went in there they tested me positive for covid they gave me some antibiotics and, and i'm from east texas so it was really we were really overrun a lot of bad cases you know had a fellow worker who died from covid mm. it was not a good time <clears throat> so you know i come home and uh, i actually went to this er clinic four different times they kept telling me you know come back if you don't feel better you know give let the medications work the antibiotics and this that and so on my fourth time i got a uh, thank god i got a doctor and he was like, the only way you're leaving here is in an ambulance and you're going straight to the hospital. He said, I'm going to oversee you getting a room there. And uh, man, I really uh, th was very thankful for him. I think if he had sent me home, I most certainly would have died. So mm -hmm. end up going to the hospital <clears throat> and was confronted with uh, four doctors and internists. And they're just trying to convince me to go on a ventilator. At this point, man, I've just gone downhill so quick in a week's time. I, I was in a wheelchair. They had hooked me up to oxygen. I was struggling to breathe each and every breath. But I, I was adamant, you know, I would not let them put me on a vent. And, you know, they were saying, you know, this, this is on you. You know, we're here. We're trying to help you. Let us help you. You're so sick, you don't know what you're doing. So they thought you was like being stubborn and just, you know, yeah, they, 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 thought I, they thought I was out of it. You know, they mm -hmm. were saying, you know, basically you're going to die if you, if, uh, mm -hmm. if you don't let us put you on this event. This is your only opportunity. And, uh, you know, 
I, but I refused. I, I finally told them, I said, everything I've read and studied says that only 12% of the people who goes on ventilators live to come off of it. And I said, I don't like those odds. You know, if it's my time, if the Lord sees fit to take me, I'm, I'm going to go out with whatever awareness God gives me, but I'm not going to go on a vent. And, you know, it was a confrontational enough moment that had my number been wrong, you know, if, uh, none of them said, you know, it's 30% or it's 50 or it's 45 or whatever, but nobody refuted me. Hmm. You know, I'm not here to give medical advice. But, right, right. But you just you know, know what you were doing. Yeah. Stuck to my guns on that. So, yeah. you know, one by one, they all left. And shortly thereafter, I found myself, you know, as I, I say, I was dismissed to die. I was uh, rolled down the hall in a hospital bed and uh, put in a room and the door was closed and the uh, curtain was pulled. This is about 1030 at night. Nobody expected to see me in the morning. They had sent my wife home. Uh, one of the doctors, you know, I live in a smaller community. They knew my brother. My brother was there. They called him, said, you know, if you want to see Ken again, you better get up here real quick. Uh, he probably not going to make it through the night. <clears throat> so I agreed to let them put a BiPAP, uh, some mask breathing forces okay. oxygen lungs. I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm aware. I'll, I'll go for that. And this is, you know, 1030 at night. And I realized, boy, when I was shut up all alone by myself, uh, thank God I knew the word of God. That's when things got real. I knew I was sick. Mm -hmm. I knew I was deathly sick. And I knew if I went to sleep that I was going to die because I felt like as we're speaking now, you know, I don't think anything about breathing or anything. It's just, you know, we just do it. Right. But I was struggling for each and every breath. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I'm hanging in there and that's with the oxygen assistance. So I began to think about Genesis, uh, Jacob wrestling with the angel all night long. You know, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And I knew that uh, I had my work cut out for me. I knew that I had to wrestle with God. And so I, I just committed myself to staying awake and praying through the night. I knew I had to make it to the morning light. If I didn't, if I went to sleep, I was going to die. So, and, uh, you know, my prayer wasn't even for me, Paula. It was really... I have a daughter and I, my prayer was God, God, let me live just to be around God, to, to see her get more established in the faith. God, let me live to be around, to see her, you know, become more mature and become more independent. And, you know, it's just time to get real, you know, it's just you and God there. And man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crying out to God and, you know, all these scriptures, uh, you know, God, you're my ever present help in my time of need. You know, I was just praying, God, I mean, I, I need you right now, God. I may not have tomorrow. I need you right now. And, you know, Psalms 46, 1, Psalm 73, uh, 25 and 26, you know, my flesh and my heart faileth. And I'm just saying, God. You know, God, my body's shutting down. I can feel it. Uh, God, just be the strength of my heart. God, help me. Help me get through this. And all these passages that just had to do with travail, you know, I began to think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and, you know, how he sweat great drops of blood. 
Uh, hematidosis is the medical term. Such was the intensity and the passion that he had. Uh, um, you know, Hannah crying out to God, you know, God for a child, uh, her barrenness, and I, all of the things that that I've known, the desperation. I thank God I knew the Word of God. I, I credit that, too. If I had not known the Word of God, I don't think I would have made it through the night. Yes. So this is going on, and I started drilling down Romans chapter 8, verse 11, and I, I'm weak, and, you know, it says, if the Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will yes. quicken your mortal body. Yes. And I just began to meditate on that. And in my weakened state, you know, I felt this surge of electricity just bam, just flowing mm -hmm. through my body. And uh, really, that was the first sign uh, that God was really with me. And that, you know, I thought, well, you know, my, maybe I can make it through. Maybe I can. You know, this is, you know, 1.30 in the morning right now. You know, I'm just, just crying, crying out to God in my brokenness. Uh, you know, this went on for a period of time and I guess, you know, 30, 45 minutes or so that and nobody ever came in the room to check on you. Nobody. nobody. No, I'm, I'm all alone. I got nobody. It's mm -hmm. just me and the Lord, you know? Um, and then after a period of time, you know, I began to feel weak again. And so I'm just latching on to anything. And I, I, my mind, I come across Romans eight twenty six. I, begin to dwell upon that, you know, how about the Spirit of God helps us, you know, when our weaknesses and our groanings with words cannot even utter, and I'm just sitting there just, I mean, just groaning in the Spirit, just, ah, oh, 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 just, you know, from the depth of my belly, just crying out to God, 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 help me, God, have mercy on me, God. And uh, after doing this for 30 minutes or so, I opened up my eyes, Paula, and my whole body was covered in this white light. Mm. It was a, a light that was moving. It was frosted. It was uh, like particles just bouncing around my arms and body. And uh, I thought, man, at first I thought, well, I'm fixing to die and go to heaven. <laughs> like they're coming to get me. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I've read stories about these saints of old, you know, they saw the light and they look up and say, oh, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I see the heavens, I see angels, I see Jesus, you know, they breathe their last and they fall out. I thought, well, you know, God's not going to answer my prayers the way I want him to. I mean, it's great. I'm going to go to heaven, but, you know, I really wanted to be here for my daughter. <clears throat> but uh, after a few minutes and I didn't die, I just became fascinated with this light that the you know, this presence with me. And I just felt this peace and this calmness and this love just flow over me. And I, I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It's just, you know, I try to describe it. It's just like just bouncing around, just little particles all and just moving. It's just so beautiful. And uh, after a period of time, you know, this, this light, uh, I felt like it was doing something and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think maybe, you know, God was sustaining me. God, this was the second sign, you know, the first, I think was the quickening of the Holy spirit. And now, you know, I mean, I'm on my deathbed. I'm not expecting a sign. I'm not expecting to see a light or any no, this kind is of, it. This is it. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it to the morning, you yeah. know, I'm just 
crying out to God with all my heart, you know, and, um, you know, we know God is love, First uh, John 4, 8, but, you know, if we back up to First John 1, 5, it says God is light. Yes. Yeah. You know, we don't really emphasize that enough, you know, that light is part of God's very essence and being, and, and you know, God was manifesting himself to me in this special way. You know, we know Moses, when he came down from the mountain, you know, his face glowed. We know Jesus experienced the Mount of Transfiguration. He was lit up. You know, when Stephen was stoned to death, they said, you know, it looked like the face of an angel. Something supernatural was happening there. So, you know, all those scriptures just gave me comfort in that and uh, knowing that, knowing this, the scripture. So, after 30, 40 minutes or so, this light disappears and I find myself just in desperation again, just again, just calling out to the Lord, uh, you know. So while the while the light was, you know, while you were seeing the light, did did you did you feel anything on your physical body? Like, could you or were you not aware of like you felt like nothing? You know, what I mean, like, were you still breathe? Could you feel yourself breathing or feel it getting better or? Yeah, I felt like that during that period of time when the, this manifestation of God was upon me, that my breathing was better mm-hmm. in the beginning. You know, I, I kind of panicked a little bit. I thought, you know, well, I'm this is it for me. You know, Ken Chen's done with. Mm-hmm. But as I relaxed and I felt that love and I felt the peace of God and just the glory of God in the room and on my body. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's when things started turning. Cause you probably was receiving it like oh oh just receiving it just taking it in as as he was giving it out yeah amen yeah just mm-hmm. sitting there just uh enjoying looking at it and just being in the peace of god um it was um such a supernatural experience uh, so unexpected usually when when those types of things happen it is unexpected you know what I mean? It's not like, it's like, yeah. I, I wasn't doing anything. It just appeared. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what you said. Like, but the thing is that that is so powerful that you said was that you had the word in your heart. You didn't have time. You were too weak to get a Bible and try to find. Yeah. So you had, you had that word in your heart. And when you got to, you know, a point where uh, you needed to speak that word for it, because the Bible says that God's word is life. God's yeah. word is medicine. God's word is healing. And you began to speak forth that word. And it wasn't nothing that the doctors did, but it was the power of God that that delivered you from your sickbed. That's that's what in the word of God. And that's why it's so important to know the word and have that word in your heart so that when times come, difficult times come, you don't have time to get your Bible. You got to have that word in your heart so that when the enemy comes and brings things upon us, you got to react with the word. And you did not accept what the doctor said you were aware of what was going on yes okay and yeah. the doctor gives you the facts but you came back with the truth father god wait a minute you're it kind of reminds me of the story of hezekiah in the scripture in first well in kings where he um the prophet isaiah came to him told him mm-hmm. you know you get to your you're gonna die and yep. he turned his face to the wall and prayed yep. and asked god you know that's, that's exactly what and i just feel the presence of the lord all in the room lord have mercy and you know with you with you sharing that and, you know, it's like, Lord, look, I, I can't go out like this. This is not, yeah. you know, this is not. And God just came in there and showed himself strong and mighty. So, okay, so this happens and goes on. And so then you said, then the, then it like it lifted or it left. And then yeah. you still felt kind of 
like you, you felt better was it morning yet or or did you fall asleep ever no i never fell asleep this is probably about 3 30 in the morning and um but it was just a, such an encouragement so i just continued to pray and press in and and just you know i was like jacob i will not i will not let you go until you bless me god and and so uh, i guess you know 30 45 minutes went by and i'm still in prayer and then i could hear it was like it was coming from the right side i could hear the spirit of god speaking to me this is the, the third sign of the night you shall live mm. and declare the glory of god yes, yes. and this word was you know again i'm, I'm not like i'm not expecting the spirit of god to speak to me but it was just like rattling around in my body you know in my mind and then i heard it a second time and then a third time and it was just like with more authority mm-hmm. with more power with more conviction you shall live and declare the glory of god mm-hmm. and you know it's one thing to know the bible from genesis to revelations and we should know the word of god you know let the word of christ dwell in you richly thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against you but it's so different when God gives you that rhema word, that now word for your situation and whatever you're going through, you know, God speaking something to you. It was like life. Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and they are life. You know, the entrance of God's word gives life. And I knew that God, you know, this was the third sign God gave me through the night that God was really with me, that God, uh, I said that scripture all the way up until the morning light. And uh, it was just such a comfort, the word of God. And you're so spot on. I mean, like Jesus, um, you know, he couldn't run back to the temple and say, hey, let me pull a scroll out when Satan was tempting him in the wilderness. He just said, it is written. That's right. It is written. That's how he defeated defeated Satan. See, sometimes people think that, you know, like spiritual warfare is, it's it's a spiritual battle. Yes, it is. How how Satan comes, he comes with his lies. So I'm sure he probably said, you're not going to make it. You're going to die. You hear what they said, you know, and every time when he comes with a lie, we got to counter that lie with the truth yes. of, the, of the word of God. So when he comes and says, I'm going to die, I shall not live, I shall live, I shall live and declare the word. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And just like how you, you know, the words, the scripture that you use, and it was that word, it was that word. And whenever God speaks to a person audibly, you never forget it, and you always know it's God. You know, it's yeah. never like, I think, no, you know it's God when he speaks to you. And God always confirms his word. See, he brought his word to you, Psalms, you know, that you shall not have, you, and that's what you're doing. You are declaring the works of the Lord, that he is still healing. He is still moving in a mighty, mighty way. So you wake up the next morning, and we got just a few moments left, but you wake up, you wake up the next morning, and so what did you think, like, what in the world just happened? Well, I didn't wake up. I stayed up all night. Oh, well, you, that's right. Okay, so when morning came, I guess I should say, when morning came. Yes. You Did, did the doctors came in? Were they shocked to see that you, you were still kicking? Oh, man. So it's about 6.30-ish, and I heard a hand on that glass door. I heard that door start shaking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I knew it was, and that nurse slid that door open. She pulled that curtain back and it was like the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God just came upon me and just the joy of the Lord, you know, joy unspeakable and full of glory and just the power and the presence of God. You know, it was just so incredible. 
I had this rush, just, I felt like I was on a rocket ship just taking off. And yeah, she looked at me and she thought, oh my God, you know, he's still alive. Whoa. You know, what, what are we going to do with him now? And she didn't speak a word. She went back, uh, I guess she went back to the nurse's station and said, you know, I made it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy's still breathing. What are we going to do with him now? So yeah, they were a bit shocked. Um, one of the doctors who uh, dismissed me to die. Uh, I, I found his words really uh, prophetic in a way. Of course, he had no idea when he saw me, not expecting to see me. He was making early morning rounds and and uh, from a different culture. And he said, he said, sir, he said, you must be a warrior. <laughs> you must be a warrior. And I mean, that just resonated in my spirit. You know, so so strong was his words that, I mean, he knew how sick I was. He expected me not to be alive. And then as I, I was sitting there, you know, still breathing, still still kicking along, uh, you know, scripture came to my mind of the Psalms. You know, David said, our soul. It's just such a beautiful word picture. You know, they didn't go down to the local grocery store, or, you know, Walmart superstore or whatever store people go to, Brookshire's or Safeway or whatever's out there, mm -hmm. you know, they were a lot, they were hunters and fishers, fishermen and that sort of thing. And, but just this beautiful word picture says our soul has escaped from the death trap. And I felt like the Lord was just telling me, you know, Ken, I delivered you from the hand of death. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I delivered you like the, like the animal, the prey that got away. And that, that was just such a comforting word, uh, that God was, was given me at this point in time uh, to to let me know, you know, that he really had reached into the lion's den of death like Daniel, and he had pulled me out of a certain death. Mm. When I'd been dismissed to die, medical science, the medical doctors had given up on me, you know, sent everybody home, and, you know. But God. <clears throat> but God. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say one more thing if I have time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really think it's so important is that, you know, we we need to do our part. We know God's always going to do his, but there is a wrestling. You know, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6, 12, but there is a, a wrestling. There is a, you know, a seeking God with all our heart. God says, right. when you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find me. And I tell you, when it's the difference between life and death, when you're one breath away from death when you're sitting there praying god breathe into me like you did adam the breath of life god breathe into me god fill my lungs god a covid 19 pneumonia fill my lungs god with your spirit you know god god does his part but we have to do our part you know that that scripture you know i can do all things through christ who strengthens me yeah you can do it through christ you know, we have to, there's a, there's a co-laboring us and God working together on these things. You know, I could have just rolled over and died. Yeah. You've been easy. I, mean, I could have. Yeah. But you did. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it was just imminent death. And, and I felt like too, you know, I don't want to get all spooky, but I think there was a spirit of death in the hospital. I was I mean, going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, did you ever, I'm sure you sensed the spirit of death probably all around you. People were dying left and right, you, you know, know, and I well, you know yeah. what? Something that I do when I go to, 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 you know, like sometimes I have to go to the hospital to get blood work. When I go in there, 
I pray before I go in there. I say, Father God, whoever's in here that's sick, somebody may need healing. I just pray that you touch them, you know, right now, rebuke the spirit of death. You never know what people are facing, you know, yeah. are dealing with. And uh -huh. I mean, I might not know until I get to heaven, but I believe that God turns things around for people because of the prayers of his servant. You know? Absolutely. So how can people get in touch with you? You have website and you just told me you started your um, podcast, a video podcast. Is it, is it on YouTube? Yes. Well, it's on, it's on everything, but it's on YouTube. Okay. It's okay. called, the podcast is called Encounters with God. Okay. So that was just kind of birth. I just started interviewing people who had encounters with God, uh, just like I did. I, I, when I got out, uh, I was in my study and, uh, putting down some notes my wife my wife walked in she said what are you doing i said well i'm gonna write a book i feel like god's put this on my heart and she said oh my god no it, you know you almost died on me you know the last thing i want to do is relive it <laughs> and i said well i can't shake it that's right know? so how so, can they how can they get the book is it on amazon it's available amazon oh, and, and, and encounter with the healer an encounter with the healer be sure to support uh brother ken and it's ken chin c-h-i-n-n right dot com, or dot com. you can go and find all of his information there we're almost running out of time but i want to yeah. thank you so much for sharing your powerful testimony mm -hmm. and being a guest if you will take just 30 seconds and close us out with the word of prayer i would appreciate it so much sure father god lord we we come to you god and we know god that we uh, have requests and petitions we can come blow boldly to the throne of grace god so Paul and I just agree together, God, that those who are listening to this, God, those who need healing, those who need breakthrough, God, those who need financial miracles, those who need help with their marriage, God, whatever their need can be, God, God, we can reach out. We can touch the hem of your garment, God. We can receive, God. You said you have not because you ask not. So, God, we're asking, touch these people, God. Stir their hearts, God. Help them to to reach out to you, be with them in each and every situation that they're going through. And God, we just thank you for your love, mercy. And we thank you for the death on the cross of Jesus, God, that if there's someone that's lost, God, that they can be born again. They can ask Jesus into their heart and ask for forgiveness of sin. God, we just pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Be sure to check out Brother Ken and be sure to purchase his book, An Encounter with the Healer. Remember that Jesus is the healer. And don't forget the words in Romans 10 and 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm -hmm.